0: Welcome everyone, Kathleen and Rachel here. We have another great show for you today featuring some of our favorite pieces of advice from our guests who have joined us on the show.
1: Friends, you are in luck today because today's greatest hit episode is dedicated to drumroll please, resume advice. Recruiters have a lot to say and a lot of opinions, especially when it comes to resumes, And lucky for you, we have wrapped them into one nice, neat little listening package with great advice from this season. So buckle up, pop the popcorn, and get ready to turn back some time as we listen to resume tips from some of our incredible podcast guests from this past year.
0: Let's dive right in and start with our dear friend, Mike Barnum from Raytheon Technologies. This is a great clip to start with because Mike explains how many resumes recruiters are looking at on any given day and the information that he is quickly looking
1: to find. Let's roll that clip in three, two, one, roll that clip.
2: The roles that I recruit for, we probably get 20 to 30 applicants a job. So on on a good day, I look at a minimum of forty to fifty resumes. On a busy day, where I'm you know up late, burning midnight oil, probably looking at a hundred to two hundred resumes. I, I always hear this stat, and I've heard we've talked about this before, Kathleen. But a recruiter only looks at a resume for ten to fifteen seconds. And honestly, in some cases, I'm not afraid to say that's true. That doesn't mean every resume, absolutely not. But um, you'd be surprised on some people that were apply to cybersecurity roles. I I get wanting to break in, but I mean, I had a school teacher the other day that's been teaching school for 20 years in the fifth grade and she applied to associate director role of cybersecurity. It requires a TS. I I don't need to delve that deep into that resume. I mean, and that's an extreme situation, but that happens a lot. Um, So getting through resumes quickly, to me, is about focus, making sure you know what you're looking for so you can keep an eye out for it. Um, if you have a clearance, big one to anyone listening, list it on your resume. Control F is a very powerful tool when I've got a couple hundred resumes to go through. And I still try to reach out to the candidates that don't list a clearance on their resume. But when my rec requires it, I've got to go to the shallow pool first to make sure I'm getting those.
0: That's a ton of resumes that recruiters like Mike need to go through quickly. It's true. Sometimes you only have a matter of seconds to capture the recruiter's attention. You know, what doesn't
1: capture our attention? Burying what we need and what we're looking for and what you're incredible at in a lengthy resume. You might remember our friend Jim from StriveWorks. He shared that little less is more approach. In the next clip,
2: we always have
3: like this tendency to like think more is more is better, and the challenge you kind of run into with resumes is, is that when you do that, it becomes just it very hard for someone looking at it to immediately suss out you know like what that strength is like. There's a there's a smorgasbord of things on here, um, you know, but no kidding, like what is this person like? What's the one or two things that this individual really wants to hang his or her hat on and being truly world class at and so, you know, my, my unsolicited advice is just make that that thing idiot-proof. Make that, like, that one thing, like, hey, Jim is really good at X. Like, make that kind of bulletproof. And, and then from there, I think it'll be much easier to find the right position. And if you're worried about, you know, well, I didn't list all the other things I'm good at, that'll come out in the wash.
0: Something else that is really important about resume writing is your formatting. This is something that drives me nuts. Holla and ditto. You are so correct.
1: Formatting is so important. Any white space? Or do you
0: just have a bunch of huge paragraphs that nobody wants to read? Meg Duba shared some great tips about breaking up your resume with bullet points and some other great tidbits like make sure you actually attach your resume and not something else by mistake. That is never good. I have seen Spanish
1: homework before. Let's take a listen to our friend Meg. Go on
4: Google, type in resume, go to images, and just search and see which type of resume your attention is drawn to. Use that as a template because I can tell you if you're looking at a thousand resumes a week, which is a busy week, but it it has happened, if you're looking at paragraphs, like giant paragraphs, for me, it messes with my brain. You know, I need small, bite-sized bullets that have a little bit of space in between them just because the way my eye moves, it's able to psychologically comprehend and break down a little bit easier than somebody with the big paragraph resumes. Also, and I think that we should uh, normalize keeping colors off of resumes, particularly red. I don't know what it is about red and in emails and everything, but when someone uses bright red, as soon as I open it, I get like this little twinge of pain behind my eyes. There's like some sort of psychological connection, like this induces anger. So the next time I get an email, I'm like, yeah. you know, even if I haven't opened it yet, it's so weird. Have your resume proofread. Um, I see lots of misspellings on uh resumes and... It's a tiny thing, but if it's a position that requires lots of attention to detail, it kind of speaks volumes if uh, the attention to detail was not paid on the actual resume, on the, on the way that you're actually trying to get the attention of the company that you want to hire you. So that's a big one. And as crazy as this sounds, and I've seen it happen more lately, make sure that the document you're uploading is your resume. Rachel's nodding. You've seen this before. I've seen some crazy documents come through that are not actually resumes. It gets, it gets dark. It gets dark sometimes. Quick, Yeah.
1: Quick.
0: Go south. Real fast, doesn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Lots
4: of personal stuff shared. And I'm like, oh my God.
0: I just love that tip. It's so simple. Remember, double check your attachments. uh Agreed, And I'll say it again. It gets dark
1: sometimes. Keep it professional, y'all. Moving on to our next tip from our also our great friend, Tony over at Raytheon Missiles and Defense shares the importance of the keywords when tailoring your resume. Let's take a listen to our friend, Tony.
5: You have to tailor your resume to every job you apply to. You're better off applying for five jobs with a specific tailored resume to the basic qualifications or basic requirements of the job than applying to 100 jobs with a, with a general resume. You have to tailor your resume. I cannot say that enough because, we, you know, at Raytheon, these big companies like us, we get 500 people on one requisition. One job opening, 500 people. And the first thing we're going to do is we're going to tailor down, or we're not going to look through 500 resumes. So I'm going to start putting keyword searches into our advocate tracking system. If there's a qualification for a bachelor's degree, I'm going to put bachelor's. It's going to narrow from 500 to 100. And then I'm going to keep putting more qualifications in. So I have my like top five or 10. And then I'm going to look at their resumes and I'm going to do a recruiter screen. But if you're missing one of the major qualifications, because... You just didn't know, or you're just too lazy to tailor your resume, then you could have missed out on the perfect opportunity.
0: That's really great advice. Remember, really look at the job description and make sure you have some of those keywords in your resume. So when a recruiter like Tony searches for them, your resume stays at the top of the pile. On the other hand, we've also heard that there is such a thing as too many keywords. Remember our
1: friend Molly O'Boyle at OBX Tech? warned us of the resume word salad.
0: Yeah, I love that. That's right, she did. Let's find the balance in this next clip. In addition, some other food for thought like typos on a resume.
6: When you talk about, in particular, misspelled words, I've been in recruiting a long time. I used to literally toss a resume that had misspelled words. I don't quite do that as much anymore. But the the reason you use MS Word or any other software package is it will tell you that you have a misspelled word or that that doesn't make sense or your punctuation isn't right. It really shows an attention to detail. I will tell you, we recently had a tech writer resume that came through and it was solid text. There was no white space at all, just paragraphs and paragraphs. And the manager said, I'm not going to go through this. The first page, I found a dozen mistakes in typos. So it's kind of like, what do you call it? Um, word salad? Let's see how much I can put out here. Let's just go for it. And I'm sure something's going to come up on their keyword search. So not a good idea. Just like when you look at a job, you want to see the white space. You want it to be attractive, easy to read, bullet, bing, bing, bing. I will say also, Anybody who's looked at how to write a resume should know that you don't use the word I in a resume. You just don't. You could say, I led a team. Well, okay, but okay, whatever. Just say, led team. We have, in the government contracting world, we have funded positions and we have contingent positions. So on the contingent side, those resumes have to all be formatted to fit what the government expects. So if there is a word salad in there, it is just, it's going to take way too long for our tech writers to sort and edit and filter through what's on there. It's just, it needs to be very concise.
1: That's right. Keeping it concise is key. But how can our listeners go about putting those bullet points together, Kathleen?
0: Dee Brown at CNA had a great formula for writing accomplishment statements on a resume. She called it A plus B equals C. Let's find out how that works in
7: D's words. Take six seconds, everyone, six seconds for a trained recruiter to look at your resume and see if you're a fit. Yeah, we look at keywords. Control F is a great find on your resume, um, but the first few key points or bullet points that you should be putting into your resume are your accomplishments. And I say A plus B equals C. And it's simple as this. This is what I did. This is how I did it. And this is the implications or the results of my work. So if you follow that pattern of what you did, how you did it, and the results, you'll be able to really put together a great resume. A lot of people think it's about putting your day-to-day duties and responsibilities. Well, you can pull that from a job description we want to know how are you able to elevate the role that you were last in and also how you're able to elevate the next role that you're in with CNA. So putting those accomplishments first are just the great thing to do with your resume.
1: What a great formula. I feel like everyone can remember
0: that. A plus B does equal C. Write it down, folks. And we have time for one more clip. And of course, we couldn't have a best of resume advice episode without including the resume guru himself, Bill Brandstetter. Bill joined us in one of our first episodes to discuss the opportunities at Ninth Way Insignia. But we've known Bill for years as the author of the six second resume and also as one of our go-to resume reviewers at our clear job fairs. So let's wrap it up with Bill's top tip.
3: Yeah, I, for a while, my, my tagline on LinkedIn was something like ridding the world of bad resumes. It's just, uh, I don't know, I, I hate bad resumes uh, like you. And probably because I look at so many every day, um, there's just something about a good resume that's, that's very refreshing. Um, I, I think probably the I was trying to think about what the number one uh, bit of advice that I would give people would be because there's so many things that we could zoom in on, Um I think telling a story is how I would phrase it. Tell a story with your resume. I, I think a lot of people do their resumes by cutting and pasting from their job description, saying, I did this, and it, it looks just like a, a list of responsibilities. And it really doesn't communicate what you did with those responsibilities. And so turning those into accomplishments um, it, it will really set you apart from ninety nine percent of everyone else who's just listing a list of responsibilities so i'd say accomplishments and then hand in hand with that is listing numbers whenever you can there's something about talking about the number of end users you were supporting or the number of servers you were responsible for or the size of the budget that you managed that really communicates to the hiring manager that you didn't just show up and not get fired, but you really knew what was going on in your job. I mean, you 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 know all the things. You've got a strong attention to detail, and you're invested enough to pay attention to those metrics that the hiring manager certainly cares about.
1: I just love that. Bill put it so beautifully when he said, tell the story with your resume. Well, that's all for today,
0: everyone. Thanks for joining us for this special episode, and we hope you'll join us again next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.